a lot of people are just obsessed with this vision of, you know, if I have the right email sequence, if I have the right opt-in, if I have the right click funnel, if I have the right website, if I have the right posts on social media, people are just going to drop from the sky and then the money's going to appear in my bank account. Yeah. It's not how it works. In this episode of the Vultura Game Show Podcast, you will discover the blueprint of a millionaire from perfection to human connection, friendships and the value of them in business. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new and interactive way. This is episode 17 and our guest today is Scott Aaron. Scott Aaron is an internationally acclaimed and award-winning online marketer, best-selling author, top podcaster and speaker. Having more than 27,000 followers worldwide, Scott is considered by many as the go-to specialist when it comes to converting traffic, establishing connections and building personal brands on LinkedIn. His mission and passion is to teach others how to create human connection, build their brand and grow their wealth. Thank you for being here, Scott. Absolutely grateful to be here and thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. And I'm actually curious, Scott, like what brings you here? <laughs> you know, always looking, you know, part of uh, my business is, is human connection. So connecting with people, uh, whether it's the host themselves or the listeners, my, my business is predicated on how to leave people better and just something I say, if it moves that needle for just one person, just a little bit forward and their life changes for the better, then it's exactly what I've been meant to do. That's awesome. And I'm actually curious because that's something that we are doing here in Voltura. It's all about human connection. And we say connect with anyone in less than 30 seconds. That's our um, statement. And I'm actually curious, like what makes you passionate about this? What, the, what makes you interested in this, in human connection? Well, I've done it my entire career. So people call me the human connection expert. So <laughs> when I was 18, I started in entrepreneurship in the, the fitness industry as a gym owner, personal trainer, and nutritionist. And then I, uh, in, in 2013, uh, so about seven years ago, I then went online and started growing an online wellness business. And then uh, three years after that, four years after that, uh, took it to a different direction where I was doing more business consulting and speaking. So everything that I've done in my 23-year career, you know, now being 41 years old, has been around helping other people with problems that they're having. And the way that you help people the most is creating connection with them. Because mm -hmm. if they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they will obviously listen to the suggestions that you have, and then they will then take action to then obviously work through whatever stumbling block they're having. So, I, I've probably at this point logged close to 70,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one coaching mm -hmm. uh, in my, my 23 years. So, you know, you hear about the 10-year, 10,000-hour habit. You know, I've 7X that. You know, mm -hmm. all, all, all I do is, is connect with people, whether it's coaching or collaborating or podcasting, whatever it is. So, people need to understand everyone. And, you know, my wife and I talk about this all the time, that everyone is trying to remove the most important part of their business from the equation, which is themselves. 
They want everything automated. They want everything robotic. They want everything, you know, set it and forget it. As an individual, you are the most important business building tool for your business. Your ability to create human connection with another person is what's going to make your business successful. And a lot of people are just obsessed with this vision of, you know, if I have the right email sequence, if I have the right opt-in, if I have the right click funnel, if I have the right website, if I have the right posts on social media, people are just going to drop from the sky and then the money's going to appear in my bank account. It's not how it works. You have to be willing, no matter how far into the game you are or how new you are to the game, to get in the trenches, to literally spend the most time you can with other people because that's what's going to allow you to become that successful. And that's why I know 100% for certain that when you can get good at creating organic human connection on social media, taking it online to offline, you will win every single time. That's really powerful. Yeah, I really love everything that you said. In the end, yeah, business is about people. <laughs> so human connection is something that, like, even if you don't have it or you you think you don't have it, you have it because that's it. It's it's human, right? So yeah. um, that's really powerful. And I like what you said. That we're trying to automate. Like even myself, I find sometimes like, oh, how can I edit this podcast? So I don't need to edit this podcast, you know. So, uh, so I don't need to be there. But in the end, that's that's what sells. It's not uh, the service or the product. It's you. So, it's you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. I believe that this will be an amazing podcast. So <laughs> we started <laughs> really you. good. Good. Now let's play the game. Good. This is the Voltura game. Hey, Psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. And basically how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So please tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, so it's free. Let's see. Now please read the card. Describe your hero using one word. Resilient. Resilient. Okay. Now let's spin the wheel. Stop. Oh, in family. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. Um, I have such a, a deep uh, backstory. So how I got into entrepreneurship, not to make, to make this a long-winded answer, my, my father was always my hero. Um, you know, he he's made some really great business decisions and he's made some really poor business decisions. And uh, one of the worst business decisions that he made actually uh, landed him in federal prison for two and a half years uh, when I was 18 years old. That's actually how I got into entrepreneurship. I had to take over the family business when I was a sophomore at university uh, because my father was obviously away. And, you know, prior to that, he was always, you know, this larger than life figure. You know, he was uh, a bodybuilder and, and powerlifter. He still is. He still competes. He'll be 68 um, in December of this year. He has a couple world records, all natural, you know, just 
hard work. But mm-hmm. it's funny, even his worst decision was one of the best decisions that could have happened to me because it, it, it kind of thrusted me into this adult role as a teenager, but also it taught me about how to be resilient. You know, through my father's mistake, I learned in business and life, you're going to have to be resilient. You are ha- you're going to have to overcome obstacles. So why he's still my hero, and, and there's a lot of people that may be close to me that, you know, may say, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. How could someone that put you in that situation at such a young age, you consider your hero? Well, again, through other people's mistakes, you learn how to succeed. So through my father's missteps, not only did he learn how to become better, and it took him a long time, but it also taught me how to become better. So my my father is, is still one of my heroes because if it wasn't for him, what I learned early on, I wouldn't be here today. And to piggyback off of that, to not pat myself on the back, but I do look up to myself. I, I, I really, I realize that what I've accomplished in this life, everything to, to right now, you can only be taught so much by someone else but you have to apply what you learn. And I could have easily not taken action on anything that I've learned. I could have easily not done what I was taught to do, but I chose to take action. I chose to apply what I learned. And and I think people don't give themselves enough credit. You know, success doesn't happen overnight. It's It's a compounded thing. So for me, I always look back, look back on my journey and I am so proud of myself. I, I really am. I am so proud of myself because the, the cards were stacked against me multiple times, whether it was being married and divorced twice, filing for personal bankruptcy, losing a house, making millions, losing millions, dealing with my father's incarceration. So with zero ego, I, I honestly can say that, that I am one of my own heroes because if it wasn't for my own resiliency and my own willingness to fail in order to succeed, I would not be here today. Mm. That's really powerful. And I, I, what I'm hearing is that this resiliency is somehow like um, inherited from your father. So that's how the connection with family is here. And it's really powerful to see that uh, let's say the entrepreneurial uh, lifestyle and mindset is, is there. It was inherited too. And I'm interested yeah. here, like um, the next step is basically questions. So I'm interested here, like you said, you, you had millions and you lost millions. Now the question yeah. is, um, what have you done in that moment when you lost millions? Because then you were like, Phew down what happened there what have you done to to go back to where you are right now well what i've learned is that the the only way like if you make millions once you can do it again yeah and again and again so when you build out a blueprint to get to a certain level of success in your business even if you lose everything mm-hmm. the blueprint is still there the, the, the framework is still there. The, 
the, the theories and the steps that, that you took are, are still there. So if you've done it once, you can do it again. But here's the other thing. When I, when I realized, you know, I, I sold two of my gyms for a million dollars in 2003 and then opened up a third location in 2004. Come 2009, I'm $1.5 million in liability debt. When I realized that, I had two choices. Quit or keep moving forward. No matter how steep of a climb it was, no matter how difficult or bumpy the road was, I was going to keep moving forward because that was the only way for me to get to that next level. You know, I wasn't a tree. I could move. And I always tell people, whether you move forward, whether it's a millimeter or a mile a day, you will get to the desired result that you want. And that's anyone can do that. I don't care what kind of money you've made or what kind of money you've lost. If you've done it once, you can do it again. So I, I use the story of Roger Bannister right? Roger Bannister was the first person in the history of the world to run a sub four minute mile. Mm, yeah. And he was told, and this is no joke. He was told if you attempt this, your heart might explode. Okay. Like you may have your, your heart. It's, it's your bodies are not built for that. You may die doing this. And he was like, baloney, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So he trained he did it, right? He proved the concept. He did it once. In the next year to a year and a half after that, 13 or 14 other people achieved the same feat. So I know that if someone has achieved a million dollars, $3 million, $10 million, $15 million, the blueprint is there. You just got to do the required steps every single day, no matter how long it takes to get to that desired goal. Yeah. And I'm actually curious, like, what is your blueprint? Like, what are, um, the question is, what are the actions? Okay, we're looking at the actions. Like, if someone, let's say right now, started a, um, he had before two businesses, okay? Let's say it's a, it's a new custom market that we're going right now. <laughs> he had two businesses, right? And it failed or something happened. And now he wants to start the third one. And of course, with this coronavirus, things are going not so well. But the blueprint is, is there. So I'm thinking, what is your blueprint? What have you done? What are the actions that you've done? Three things. Number one, consistent daily action. No matter what's going on, no matter what the temperature may be outside or in the climate of the society that we're living in right now, you take daily consistent action. The only only way the compounded effect can take place. So I don't care what the business is, what the product you're selling, what are you doing? As long as you take consistent daily action, you're going to succeed. Number two is being organized. The reason why a lot of people fail in all honesty is because they're all over the place. They're not structured. They're not organized. They're not focused. So what does disorganization lead to? It leads to being overwhelmed. It leads to anxiety. It leads to stress. It leads to doubt and fear. All negative things. 
So the more organized you are, just like you and I were talking about in the pre-show, I get up at the same time every single day. I start my business at the same time every single day. And I shut business down for the day at the same time every single day, have dinner the same time, get in bed the same time. I'm never overwhelmed. I'm always organized in my day. Now, someone may be listening to that and they're like, man, that sounds really strict. Well, what would you rather have? A very undisciplined day where literally you're just throwing darts around the dartboard and hoping you hit the bullseye? Or if you had a nice, structured, organized routine where you can clearly see what you're focusing on so you have a better chance of hitting that bullseye. The third thing is having a clear vision of what you want to achieve. So, yes, it's important to take daily consistent action. Yes, it's important to be organized, but it's also important to see where you're going. I I can't tell you how many times I ask people this question. What kind of income would you like to achieve by the end of this year? Do you know what the most common answer is? I don't know. I'm not sure. sure. (laughs) I don't know. I have to think about that. So if you were to look if I was to turn my computer around on the right-hand side of my wall right here, it ha- it's my happening board. It's not a goal board. It's not a vision board. It's my happening board. How much money I am going to make this year. That's going to happen. And then I break down visually exactly how I'm going to achieve that. How many of this I have to sell? How many of that I need to sell? So I'm literally writing out the equation of how to achieve that goal. So when you are taking daily consistent action, when you are structured with your day and you're organized, and when you have a clear vision of what you actually want to achieve, those are the three ingredients to the recipe of success. That's really powerful. Being consistent, having a vision, and um, being disciplined. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And Absolutely. know where you want to go and know what you want. That's that's it. Like as you said, like if you ask people how much you want to earn, you're like I don't know, or I am not sure. What's the what's the first what's the first thing you do when you uh, use your GPS? Uh, you you put don't an like, address. Yeah, yeah. You don't say where are you going. I don't know. Well, how the hell is <laughs> going to be able to take you where you want to go? You got to put in the address. True, true. Great, great information. Thank you, thank you, Scott. Now let's proceed to the next player, which is me. Okay, so it's four. Okay. So, okay. It says, mime the craziest memory of your life. To make it crazier, add sound effects. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm, I, I did it like two times already in the podcast. So I'm going to change my memory. Um, okay. So, my memory. Good. I'm miming right now. Um, Mm. What? Oh. Hmm. 
okay <laughs> i don't know if it sounds like that it was it was crazy in my head but yeah <laughs> anyway what, what did you get from from what i mime here <laughs> uh were you traveling somewhere yes yes that that's good that's okay i got you that <laughs> um maybe you traveled somewhere and got lost and you had to make a phone call and yeah Yes. Sure, where to go? Like you were trying to research where to go, and you're like, "Oh, I guess I'm going to go here." Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. You flew there, and okay. uh, kind of just figured it out when you got there, and had mm-hmm. to maybe call to get home, and maybe ran out of money, and someone had to send you money, and had to fly back or something. It was yeah, it was. Oh, it seems like a better memory than I, than I thought. <laughs> okay, so the memory is uh, when I was twenty or 19, something like that. Um, I had one day, I had this like surge desire to go travel. I was like, I don't want where I'm going. I don't know. I don't care where I'm going. I'm just going to go travel, you know? And uh, what was interesting is that uh, it was like February and I was looking on Google, Googling, yeah, um, places to to travel. And I I like uh, this uh, Casanova, right? Like the, the, the character. So I decided to go to Venice all by myself. The first time when I went out of my country, my, uh, my mother country is Romania, first time I went all by myself in Venice, uh, city break, two days, right? And I got totally lost there. And then my, my parents and my dad, were, my, my parents, my mom and my dad were like, you're going crazy. You go there all by yourself. At least get with someone. No, I want to go. And what, I, what was the, the thing is that I didn't even notice that it was the carnival. So from all of the, the, the things that happened, I went there on 14th of Feb on Venice on the carnival. It was full of couples. And I was alone. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like totally crazy. But I felt so, um, I felt that sense of freedom that was so real, so good. Like, mm. I did it, you know. Like, exactly as you said, if you... You tell the GPS where to go. You need yeah. to know where you're going. So I know I went that, and I went I, I, and I went there. And it was like pretty cool memory. That's awesome. Except that was the carnival, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> Questions. Um, in regards to uh, your first trip to Venice, mm-hmm. what um. What was the biggest thing that you took away from it or that you discovered about Venice that uh, you didn't expect to uh, in what you've heard about it? That's a really great question. You see, um, the thing is like when I, um, that's actually the story why Voltura was created. When I was a teenager, I used to be in a lot of groups, right? Like, um, like probably like every teenager, like different groups and uh, experiencing you know different kinds of people the thing is uh scott there uh i was like even if i was with them i didn't feel that i i was with them basically in one word i wasn't connected with them and what i realized uh earlier is because i wasn't connected with them i wasn't connected with myself because i didn't talk about what i like to do and what's my passion and everything right uh and why i'm sharing this i'm sharing this because i had um uh in that moment, a misconception or a self-limiting belief that you need to really know that person like on a deep, 
level in order to uh, communicate or you need to go somewhere you can't go all by yourself you can't really meet people and be friends with people just because you go into a place so what happened in venice is that i basically um demolished this self-limiting belief by going all by myself traveling and meeting new people like i i i literally on the street i talked with a person that uh he was traveling too and we 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 got into, you know, having a beer together and talking about things. And it was like really interesting, you know. And I discovered that you literally don't need to do, that's my mantra, right? It says you can do whatever you want if you want to do it. So whatever the heck you want to do, even if it's about a business or go traveling or talk with people or you name it, you can do it as long as you want it. So that's what, I, what, I, yeah. what happened in Venice. Love that. It's great. Thank you. Okay, one more round. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, free again. Okay, let's see. Read the cards. Uh, choose one word to describe your ideal life. Impact. Mm, that's a nice one. Okay. Stop. In friendship. Impact in friendship. So ideally, I would love to impact those around me, uh, whether it's my friends that I grew up with or friends that I connect with, you know, as I kind of go through life, impacting them in a, in a positive way. Uh, and meaningful way where by just following my journey, watching me do what I do, they become self-inspired to live their best life. And that, that's, that's really all I strive to do, whether it's professionally or personally, but to have those, those friendships meaningful and true and, and genuine, but also at the same time, impacting my friends in that way where I'm being the best friend I can be to them, but also uh, inspiring them to be their best friend as well. Mm. Okay. And um, basically what I'm hearing here is like, um, you want to have an impact in, in way of like um, changing the quality of their lives or helping them and I don't know, fulfill their dreams or what exactly is? Uh... Yeah. I mean, whether, you know, I've had a lot of friends tell me, you know, how, how proud they are of me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, watching my journey over the last, you know, X number of years, but also thanking me because it, it helped them along the way to realize that they can do those same things. So you impact and inspire people just by how you show up. So what really inspires me is to continue to show up the way that I do every single day because I know it's going to impact those closest to me. You know, just like my father, for example, you know, I, I've self-published three books and it motivated him to self-publish his first book. So mm. that's the kind of impact that I want to have is inspiring people to take action, maybe something that they didn't believe they can do, but when they see someone else do it like me, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. That's that's interesting. I love this. Like inspire your dad to uh, to write his publish to write his first self-published book. 
That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So questions. My question for you would be, uh, Scott, actually I'm interesting, like for, I want to know, like when you were, um, you know, the, the million, uh, million dollar company and success, uh, you had a lot of friends around you or you had just like a, a, let's say a hand of friends that supported you to go there or what in terms of friendship, what was that? You know, uh, I, I remember when my, when my father, um, when the story first came out that he was going to federal prison, you know, it was published in the local newspaper and everyone read it. And I remember going to, and this was when I was uh, 18, almost 19, sophomore in college. I was going to visit a friend of mine uh, at his college. And I remember I went with a bunch of my high school buddies and my one buddy, Mike, pulled me aside. He said, listen, you know, you know, we're family. We're here for you. So, you know, uh, don't worry. You know, you're, you're not alone. Um, you know, whatever we can do to help you through this time, um, you know, we're going to help you. And, you know, that meant so much to me because, you know, again, when you can create, and I'm still friends with these guys today. I, I, the guys that, you know, we don't see each other as often as we would like, but the group of guys that I've been friends with, we've basically, uh, you know, some of us have been friends since we were in first and second grade. So uh, since we were, you know, five and six years old, um, and you know, we're 41 now, so over, over 30 years and, uh, and, and most of the guys, we our our group like you kind of formed when we were in middle school, uh, and around sixth grade when you're, uh, about 12 years old. So, you know, our group, basically we we've been together since we were 12 and, uh, you know, you, you talk about, you know, we're all 41 now that's, that's close to 30 years of friendship. And that, that will really impact you when, when you go through certain things in, in your life together as friends, you know, it, it brings you closer together. It, it really, um, it impacts people in, in different ways. And, uh, I, I remember, you know, through ups and downs through all of our lives, like we've had to be there for each other. And that's what really, what friendship is all about, you know, impacting people, knowing that they're there. And, and that's the thing, the real friendships between you and me are the ones where you could go two, three, four, five months without speaking and you hop on a call or you go to a barbecue and it's, you pick up right where you left off. That's, that's how you know that you've had an impactful friendship with that person. And again, especially right now with COVID-19, what people are craving most right now is connection. You know, um, we typically have a, a couple barbecue get togethers in the summertime with my friends from growing up and we've not been able to do that because of the, the pandemic, but you know, we, we hop on zooms, we have online poker tournaments, we're finding other ways to stay connected. So, um, you know, impact is such a deep thing and it's been something that's, that's really impacted me throughout my entire life with my friends. Cause I know that I can call on any of them. If I need something, if I need, I can call and ask and Hey, and they're there because the, the relationship is so deep. It's so it's more of a brotherhood, you know, yeah. 
even though these guys are my friends, I consider them brothers. Like they're, they're like, they are family. You know, we, we would be there for each other no matter what the circumstances are. Awesome. I love the fact that you said, um, the COVID cannot stop you to, to have these friendships and like a really great friendship is like when you, when you stop talking with them for let's say five months or six months and you still go back and you're like, Hey, it never happened. Like we, we were like talking yesterday. So that's, that's amazing. It's funny. My, 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 my wife said we were, um, we were at a barbecue last year and, uh, she had never, she had been around my friends, but never like with a lot of us at once. And when a lot of us get together, it's, it's out of control. Like the, the reminiscing, the stories. And she said, in all honesty, she goes, if the, was a film crew there she goes it could have been a movie she goes i've never laughed that hard in my entire life because you know what when when you put guys around a table that have a three decade history of stories and and fun it's just it's just epic because everyone has a different memory you know so all these stories come up that you forget about and it's just it's just awesome awesome I have one more question here. Like I got, uh, I got emotional here. Like, um, what would you advise to someone that, let's say, um, he had this best friend, right? And um, I, I'm looking at like, you know, exactly like you said. Like, he speak for five, six months. He didn't speak anymore, but um, he still want to get in contact. Like, sh- sh- what do you advise to them? Like, I, I don't want to ask a question. What do you advise to them? Like. Like it's not anymore in the same country, right? Like they, let's say uh, different countries. Reach because out. Of this COVID. Reach out. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, perfect example. My mom, um, I, I, I know here, I'll, I'll show my mom. I have a text chain with my mom and my sister. And uh, my, my mom was sending a bunch of old pictures. Um, and she found this one picture of, of me and my one of my old best friends tara mm. and that was god i must have been 14 or 15 i still had braces mm. and um i said i haven't spoken to my friend tara probably in in over a year or two and i texted her and i said look what my mom found and i texted her the picture and she got back to me. She goes, love it. And I miss you so much. And I said, you know, let's, let's find some time to catch up. Yeah. So again, someone has to go first. Yeah. So if, you know, if you're waiting for someone to reach out and contact you, you're going to be waiting at a bus stop where there is no bus on that route anymore. So if you're thinking about someone and you really want to talk to them, just reach out and you can do a Zoom, you can do a WhatsApp call, like there's so many ways where we can connect with people all over the world now. I mean, look at us, you know, I'm in New Jersey, you're in Romania, and we're here on a Zoom uh, talking I'm in, to each other. I'm in other. London, actually. I'm from oh, Romania. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, but still, you're in the, yeah. you're in the, U- you're in the UK and yeah. I'm in the States across the pond and, and we're talking. So, it, yeah. it's, you, there are, that's what I love about technology. There is no excuse for people to not continue friendships in this day and age. Definitely. There's, I mean, you don't have to write letters anymore. You can, you can FaceTime anybody around the world. You can WhatsApp anyone around the world. You can set a Zoom up with anyone around the world. You can Skype anyone around the world. So if you're saying you can't, you're just making excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I totally love this part. Like, yeah, 
if you're waiting for the bus to come and <laughs> yeah that that was that really that. like like clicked me i was like oh yeah if you're waiting staying there and the bus is just reach coming. out just reach out yeah great Oof, that was an interesting podcast great let's finish the podcast scott with the acknowledgement card i mean the game <laughs> okay so in this step uh scott we will acknowledge each other for something that we have done in this round so i want to acknowledge you well there are so many things I want to acknowledge you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I acknowledge you for, well, first of all, for your resilience, okay? That's the number one thing that I really admire to you, at you, that uh, you you were like, you know, the $1 million guy, the lower million dollar guy, and you're still who you are today, and you decide to um, raise up and shine, you know? I like uh, this metaphor. Um, I tend also to myself to say that I, I'm like a phoenix. Like, we, I rise up from the ashes, you know? and shine and i see you the same so i acknowledge you for that and last but not least i acknowledge you you for your um for your friendships man like the the way that you see friendships and you value them i can see it's probably like your core value it's uh, it's moving and i acknowledge you for that and i acknowledge you for keeping connected and not letting anything stay between you and your friends well thank you and i i want to acknowledge you for well, first and foremost, for uh, allowing me to come on the podcast today and um, you know share some insight with you, but also you share some insight with me. And uh, number two, uh, and probably most important, I want to acknowledge the fact that you're doing something different. And uh, I've been on hundreds of podcasts, um, and and they're all great, but I can tell you this is the first podcast that I've ever been on where I actually played a game to uh, have the podcast created. I think this is so unique. I think it's so special. And it just shows how much of a creative you are. And and this podcast, this game that you've created, it's going to impact so many people. So I just want to acknowledge you for that and just to, to keep moving forward and keep letting your light shine on so many people. Thank you. I got it. And yeah, I think uh, some people need to 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 um, to listen to this, right? Like to never give up and just like find opportunities and be creative. That's that's something that we all have to do it. We all have our own spark of creativity and uh, ingenuity. We just need to like tap into that and this is it. <laughs> Things are yeah. created. Great. Woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations, Scott. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Voltura game. Absolutely grateful to be here and thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I'm actually curious, like, what did you discover in this game? I know you said a lot of things, but like, what, what did you discover? Yeah. I mean, the, the, what I like about the game is that it, it, it brings up different things. You know, I've been asked, you know, a lot of questions in my life, but I, I like how it, it goes over different things. Um, you know, the specific questions. And then when you have to spin the wheel, um, is it going to be health related? Is it going to be love related? Is it going to be family or business? And because, you know, we all have a different answer to each one of those things. So I love the, um, the uniqueness and the randomness of where that thought is going to go. And I think the more unprepared someone is for something where it's just a chance it's going to bring about the most genuine, authentic answer. And I think that's what I love most about this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Actually, that's what we're standing for authenticity. And yeah, the randomness is like, it clicks your brain like, Oh, wait, I thought I will say this. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Now 
one more thing before we finish. Uh, please tell us, share with us, okay? What is one successful mindset that you had, one successful behavior, and one aspect in your lifestyle that made you who you are now? Mindset is understanding that you have to fail in order to learn how to succeed. So the more often you are willing to fail, the faster that you're willing to fail, the faster that you're willing to succeed. And you know, I, the, the quote that I always say is that your failures open the doors to your successes and there's going to be a great lesson learned uh, along the way. So that's how I would answer the first one. And what was the second question? Behavior. So being obsessively, obsessively consistent. Uh, no matter, again, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what kind of turmoil there is, I am uber ridiculously consistent showing up every single day, no matter what. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, man, you are just so consistent. It's ridiculous. And again, it's not hard to be consistent. Consistency is a, is a, it's a daily habit, just like going to the gym or brushing your teeth or taking a shower. You do it automatically when you do it enough. So if you're not consistent, you're not doing enough, just practice more and it'll become automatic. And your third question? Uh, lifestyle. I would say, I mean, obviously health and wellness plays a really big part of that. My, my day does not begin until I get my morning workout. So from a, a physical standpoint, I would say making sure that you work out and eat healthy every single day. Uh, from a mental standpoint, my mental health, uh, every single night before I go to bed, I write down what I'm grateful for and something that wonderful that happened that day. So from a, a mental health standpoint, I don't ever climb into bed and close my eyes without feeling grateful for what that day was and acknowledging something that happened amazing from that day. Mm. And you have like a journal, like you're writing? I do. It sits right on my nightstand. Mm. That's awesome. And like uh, another question is here, because I'm, I'm interested in this, like um, what, what brings you? What did you notice that it, it changed, it shifted there when you started doing it's, this uh, gratitude journal? Yeah, it's, it's physiological impossible to feel any other feeling while you're practicing the act of gratitude. So when you are thinking about what you're grateful for, you can't be angry, you can't be mad, you can't be sad, you can't be fearful. So when you can physiologically change your thoughts to that of gratitude, you'll find gratitude every single day and you'll feel happier. So it's, it's a physiological switch that you need to turn on and try it. You can tell anyone. Uh, what are you grateful for right now? When people start thinking about what they're grateful for, you're not thinking about anything else but something that you're grateful for. So the more that you practice gratitude, the more happier and abundant you become. Pretty powerful. I like this. And I, I take this challenge. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, now, Scott, please tell people where they can find more about you. Uh, yeah, so my website, uh, www.scotterin.net uh, or on social media, uh, if you just type in Scott Aaron, so that's S-C-O-T-T-A-A-R-O-N. Uh, if you type that into Facebook or LinkedIn, I will come right up. And if you're on Instagram, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And all the links are in the description so people can just like click it. Oh, Good. Awesome. Anything else you want to say, Scott, before we complete? No, just 
grateful for you and and uh, for the opportunity to play the game and come on here today. And you know, the the one thing that I always like to leave the listeners with is understanding that you know your legacy, and this comes from my buddy Cody Schuwen. Uh, your legacy is not left when you're gone. It's actually left while you're still living. So think about how you want to be remembered and you will start showing up differently every single day. Great. Thank you, Scott. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 17th episode of the Voltura Game Show. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest, Scott Aaron. And this episode was full of golden nuggets. So... Take your uh, notebook and write down. (laughs) And if you like this episode, uh, share share it with anyone and friends, especially, uh, and family. And if you like the episode, share it and leave us a review on Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to right now. And write in the comments or in the review, what did you like about it? Or what do you think we can do so we can improve the experience? So you can have an amazing and better experience if it's possible. (laughs) Thank you, Scott. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. In the next episode of the Ultra Game Show, you will meet Christopher. Christopher is a serial entrepreneur, expert in book publishing, media, social enterprise, and commercial startups. He's also a mentor of founders and mentors. See you in the next episode.